0: Hello, John and Meg.
1: Hi.
0: We are so happy that you could spend the time with us this evening to be with us. We are eager to hear about all that you have to share with us today.
2: Well, thanks. It's great to be with you guys, too.
0: Well, John and Meg, I was just telling the ladies that you guys have been serving since 1986, and so we are just eager to hear so much about what the Lord has done in your lives personally, in the lives of your kids, as well as just the ministry, because we know that's a long time to serve there, and the Lord has blessed you guys greatly.
1: I grew up in Seattle. I uh, did not grow up in a Christian home, I heard the gospel for the first time when I was a teenager, and um, then I went to Japan as an exchange student, it was actually in Japan that I came to faith mm-hmm. in Christ, uh, and it was... Um, the, the Japanese work ethics that helped me to come to an understanding of my bankruptcy, that I there was no way I could um, please God. I, I couldn't even measure up to the Japanese standard, so there was no way I could measure up to God's standard. And I had a, I had a little uh, Billy Graham New Testament with me, and, and so I started reading that, and, and that's how I came to Christ. And then I uh, went to college and majored in Japanese language and literature and after that I became a flight attendant and I was uh, sent to New York and uh, as my base and that's where I met John.
2: So in a a, a nutshell, my story is I was, my parents were both Americans but they moved to France and I was born in Paris in 1956 and uh, three months after my birth, my parents moved to Geneva, Switzerland and so I was raised here in Geneva. We lived just across the border in France but one mile away is Geneva. So I was raised over there for the first 15 years of my life, didn't know the Lord. And uh, my pe- my parents sent me off to boarding school and stuff, and I ended up at Syracuse University in upstate New York. And uh, my first year was a party year. I had long hair, smoking a lot of dope, doing a lot of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. And I took a year off of college, and to make a long story short, in 1976 I backpacked from uh, Geneva, Switzerland, to New Delhi, India, overland, for six months, all through Turkey, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India. And I was walking down the sidewalk in New Delhi and uh, bumped into a Dutch missionary, and he opened his Bible to John 3.16, and he told me I was going straight to hell. And he said I needed to repent and embrace Christ as my Savior. So right there on the sidewalk, on November 2nd, 1976, that's exactly what I did, and the Lord totally changed my life. So I went ended up going back to school, uh, to Syracuse, finished my schooling there, and um, then I needed a job, so I became a flight attendant. And one day I was in the crew lounge in Pan Am, in New York, and met the most beautiful woman in the whole world, and married her. That's the short story.
0: <laughs> that is quite a story. <laughs> well, that's amazing how the Lord and His perfect sovereignty brought you guys together through that. And then how did you end up where you are today?
1: Uh, we got married in Seattle and we were in LA while John finished seminary. Mary. And, um, since he had grown up here in Geneva, but never having heard the gospel, the Lord just gave him a desire to come back here to, um, to, to preach the gospel. And so we were, we started out with team and they did not have, uh, a field in Switzerland. So, um, they sent us to Paris. And we were there for 10 years. John pastored a church there until he was able to uh, turn it over to a a French pastor.
2: Yeah, so that's... And then we, uh, after that, when I turned that over to a guy, actually I left to Christ, then we, we wanted to come back to Geneva really badly. So, since I never heard the gospel here, and the Lord opened this amazing door, and so we came to Geneva, and I pastored a church that already existed, from which we started several other churches, and then that was, uh, that was 20 years ago, and then 10 years ago, we started a brand new church, which is the church we're in right now, which is about 10 years old, so that's the quick story again.
0: Great, and tell us about your kids, because they obviously grew up there, but now they're all grown up, so tell us about that and what they're doing now.
2: And I think David is going to post a picture so you can actually see them, if I'm not mistaken.
0: We have it up.
1: Okay, great. So. John William, um, he is on the left side of that picture, I believe. And he's 28, and he's living and working in Casablanca, Morocco, with an American company there. And uh, he just was here for the weekend, so we, we do get to see our kids uh, occasionally. Uh, Kimberly is 25, and she's living in New York and doing a bunch of different stuff. She's um, teaching music and teaching French and stuff. And uh, James is 22, and he is living in Dubai. He is also a flight attendant with Emirates Airlines. Um, just in the, he was hired last uh, June, so he's been
0: there not quite a year.
2: And we just got to go there about a month ago to see him. That was really cool.
0: It was just a blast. Great! That's very exciting to hear. And we love the picture, by the way. Just as a side note.
2: <laughs> hey, By the way, that is not photoshopped. Our our Kimberly is an artist, and we were having a family portrait done a few years ago. She said, hey, let's just try us jumping around Mom and Dad, and boom, the photographer took that picture. So that is an actual jumping portrait.
0: Now, did James actually jump, or did he just need to stand? Because he's pretty tall.
2: He didn't have to bend his
1: knees very high, very
0: deep.
2: He is 6'7", he's a big kid.
0: (laughs) He is. Well, that's very exciting to hear what everyone's doing over there and around the world as you guys are all spread out. So let's transition now to talk about your ministry and the ministry over the years because, again, as you've mentioned a little bit, it has changed over the years. So we'd love to hear about how long you guys have been doing this and what the nature of your ministries have been. And, and as David kind of follows along with pictures, we will we will listen attentively.
2: Maybe before he does the pictures. Just, so we've been here 30 years. So 10 years was in Paris, as we just said. Then then we came to Geneva, 10 years in Geneva in another church. And then 10 years ago, this year, we started this church. So we're going to tell you about our current uh, ministries, and we call these our five ministries in Geneva, okay? So you have the picture of the cathedral up there?
0: Yes, we see it.
2: So that is Calvin's cathedral. We call it St. Peter's Cathedral. So that is on the hill of Geneva, overlooking Geneva. The next two pictures, you'll see our ministries in Geneva, Switzerland. And then the next one is a map. And so the map just shows you where Geneva is. And Geneva is right there on the west side of Switzerland. It borders France. That's why we speak French in Switzerland, in in Geneva. But you'll see that Zurich borders Germany, so they speak Swiss German. And then Luganos borders Italy, so they speak Italian. So Switzerland has three national languages for a teeny tiny country of six million people. It's really confusing. Anyway, next picture, this is the hardship post, we call it. Actually, go to the next one after that. And you'll see a lot of people get confused. We actually live in France. Do you have the one where the arrows point to where we live?
0: Yes, we're looking at that now.
2: So that mountain is the pre Alp. If you go on the top, that's 10 minutes up. Uh, if you go up the top of that mountain, it's 10 minutes from our house. You can see all the Alps, one hour away right behind that. And then Geneva is the, where you see the fountain. Our fountain is the Eiffel Tower. And so we do that every day, going back and forth. It's wide open. But our church is downtown Geneva, but we live in France. And the reason we do is it's about half or three times less expensive to live in France than in Switzerland. Mm. A Big Mac meal is 13 bucks in Geneva. So it's pretty expensive. Next picture, you have different views of Geneva. You'll see the fountain. Our fountain is a man-made fountain. That's just the, 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 the symbol of Geneva, and that's late Geneva. You can see the next picture. You'll see another view of Geneva from the top of Calvin's Cathedral. And so that just kind of gives you an overview of Geneva. Now I'll tell you about the church. Ministry number one, the church. I wish I could tell you the next building is our church building. It's not. It's a mall. Okay, so that's the mall. It's the second largest mall in Geneva. But if you go to the next one, you'll see a stadium. And actually, we rent the VIP um, uh, room of the stadium. So that is what we see. We see the stadium from where we meet. So if you go to the next picture, you'll actually see John MacArthur when he came a few years ago. And you can see our church looking into the stadium. Do You see that picture?
0: Yes, we see that now.
2: So that's that's our church building. So it's rather unique in Geneva. Uh, Next picture, you'll see shots of our church. We're running about uh, between 150 and 200 people, which actually makes it a large church in Geneva. And uh, the unique thing about it is that we're 42 nationalities, so it's very international. Uh, Next picture, number 15, you'll see our worship team, and then you'll see me preaching in French. I don't know if you see that one.
0: Yes, we see it.
2: Next one, you'll see uh, some of our leaders in our, in our uh, church. These are all from different countries. We all speak French. It's a French-speaking church, and uh, that kind of gives you an idea of what that's all about. Ministry number two, radio. Do you want to say a few words about the radio
1: ministry? You.
2: Well, I'm going to Well, it's kind of funny. My mother, my mother was a journalist. I was raised here, so my mother was a journalist at the United Nations for 25 years, and she had a radio program called Freely Speaking. It was a political radio program. And when she retired, the radio called me up and said, hey, we'd like a preacher on. Can we put your sermon on? So I said, okay. So for 20 years now, I'm on the radio. I'm the only preacher in Geneva. There's no competition, no MacArthur, no Swindoll. I'm just me. That's all you get okay? One One hour a week on Sunday afternoons, and uh, so you'll see number 21, it's me and Ron, that's the radio, it's just a really mom and pop organization, it's an Adventist radio station, but they give us free an hour a week, which is kind
0: of cool. Wow, that's great.
2: Ministry number three is our hockey hockey chaplaincy, I was called up uh, fifteen years ago by a guy in America, and he said, hey, do you want to be the chaplain of a hockey team? So I thought it was a joke, but it wasn't, so anyway, I'm the only chaplain of a professional sport team in Switzerland today. Still, I guess they. I think that's the case. So the next picture you'll see me um, in a in the locker room, and it's a Swiss German newspaper article, and they said in here if I can read it, ich bin wie ein spiritual water flusher. That means I'm a spiritual water bottle.
0: <laughs> Wow. (laughs) That's quite a title.
2: (laughs) They they don't know what a chapel is, so I'm a water bottle. So that works, okay? So next picture is all I do is really take brownies to the guys. Meg makes the best brownies in the history of the world, and she got it in the Geneva newspaper because they were asked once, what made you win the game? And the the player said, Meg's brownies. So she's famous in Switzerland. And the next picture, we gave Bibles to the believers, uh, I mean, to to the hockey players, the the interesting thing, we're in Europe, 15 years as a hockey chaplain, no one has ever come to Christ. This is what I call my uh, Jeremiah ministry. Just keep going, even if you don't see any fruit. Mm. Next ministry is our Reformation tours. We have the we have the privilege of having John Calvin here in town. At least he was. He's now dead. But uh, his ministry was in Geneva. So I did my whole thesis, my doctoral ministry thesis at uh, the seminary on John Calvin. And if you go to the next picture, you'll see actually a, a bright red title. That's my book that's going to be coming out at the end of this year. Um, John Calvin Geneva Walking Guide. And so that's going to be kind of cool. So I give a lot of Reformation tours. Next picture is the cathedral from the outside. Next picture is the cathedral from the inside. because mm. That's where Calvin preached for 25 years. Next picture is kind of cool. It's the Reformation wall, and that's with a group. And I have groups coming. In fact, I've got TMAI coming next week. In fact, I think your husband's on there, is
0: he? He is. He'll see you soon. Tomorrow. (laughs) He's leaving.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of cool. So uh, we get groups all the time. And right now for the 500th, it's really important. So there's four great statues on the Reformation Wall, but now there are six. Next picture.
1: Six
2: old people. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but there's now a woman on that wall. That's cool, I'm telling you. <laughs> so the next one is our Christmas concerts. And um, uh, next picture you'll see Moody Choir came to Geneva many years ago, about eight years ago, and they offered to do a concert. So we said, okay. So we thought, well, let's go ahead and rent Calvin's Cathedral and see what happens. So next picture you'll see it's packed. It was, uh, they were in there, and it was amazing, all these people came, and so you'll see the next picture, you'll see actually Calvin's pulpit there, with the Moody Chorale singing. So our music guy said, hey, this is fun, let's do this ourselves. So the next year, you'll see the next picture, he brought 100 people from Romania, and you'll see there a choir, you can't see very well, but there's a choir and a full orchestra there, Then we knew we were onto something. Next picture, you'll see our music guy, he's a very brilliant musician. But the problem with the cathedral, next picture, you'll see that the problem with the cathedral, bad acoustics. Hmm. So what's the solution? Bingo. So that is the second nicest concert hall in Geneva, Switzerland. So we thought to ourselves, let's be crazy and rent this thing out. So we did. And so the next picture shows now, eight years later, what the Geneva International Christian Choir and Orchestra looks like. So this is something we founded, and it's becoming now an independent association and uh, this is to proclaim the gospel right now through Christmas concerts. But what's really cool, if you go to the next picture, you'll see that it was we do everything in English, but translated into French overhead. But this year, amazingly, for the very first time, we were invited wow. to the United Nations. And so, you know, the big hall that you see on TV in Geneva. If you go to the next picture, 46, you'll see the empty hall.
1: Yeah,
2: and then the next picture. This is a cool picture for me because there I am presenting the evening under the United Nations seal. So that was like really cool to think. Okay, we're we now have a foot in the door. And it can only happen in two places, either New York or Geneva. And so it happened in Geneva. One of the top directors here is a born again Christian. We got to know each other. He invited us. So this is the dream that happened. So the next picture you'll see the the full choir in there and the orchestra and then the people that came and uh and it looks like they've invited us back so we're trying to negotiate now the the next steps of all this but so that's a quick overview of our five ministries i don't know if you saw the family picture but this is how i end the program usually this is how we feel about all this and we're all jumping so that's kind of cool so hold on that was a quick overview of our ministries in geneva and uh, maybe meg can tell you more about what she does specifically if you want
1: yes please we'd love to hear okay my ministry is uh I'm involved in the Sunday school program for the I do the I do the preschoolers and uh then we have uh a ladies Bible study and we have a ladies prayer group and we um that's those are the the women's ministries that I'm involved in and uh we have also uh a home Bible study that that John and I attend with some other families in the church so we have uh, several different Things going on during the week.
2: Meg is also doing her. Uh, we talked about what you're studying, and now that helps also with I've, some
1: I've been studying some biblical counseling, and it's been really uh, beneficial.
2: Well, she's she humble. She's doing her master's degree in biblical well, counseling.
1: Slow, working <laughs> yeah. on it. I don't know if I'll live to see the end of it, but in the process, I'm growing and learning, and it's been really helpful for me in the ministry here as I uh, have opportunities to help
2: other ladies. And counsel me.
0: (laughs) Well, it is truly just wonderful to see, and like you said, just a snapshot, but just the ways the Lord has used you guys, and just a few of the ways over the years, and just continuing bringing so many ministry opportunities to your door. In so many cases, people calling and asking for things, and just the opportunities of the Lord, the Lord is open, is just astounding. We're so excited to hear about that. Tell us also now. You mentioned a little bit ago, John, about the Reformation tours. This year marks the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, and obviously, many of those events occurred in your guys' neighborhood. So as a result of that, what is the state of the church today in light of that? What is the view on that? Has that an impact on the church today in Geneva and in France? And um, is there any excitement that that's producing even this year to commemorate that?
2: Well, it's kind of weird. I mean, when I when we got here 20 years ago, my mom was a journalist and she knew the pastor in Calvin's Cathedral. He was the, the pastor in Calvin's pulpit. His name is Duk Baben, And she said, do you want to meet him? I said, yeah, I really want to meet him. So she said, Okay, you'll have one half hour. She said, He will talk for 20 minutes, and then you'll have the chance to ask him one question and he will answer. Very formal situation. So I, it's exactly what happened. We went, met him, and when the 10 minutes came up, he said, Would you have a question? I said, Yes, sir, I have one question. This is to answer your question, okay? And he I said, he said, What is your question? I said, Sir, do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? To which he answered No physically, yes, spiritually. Mm. That is the state of the church. Mm -hmm. The Protestant Church of Geneva is completely liberal. They don't believe in the miracles. They don't believe in the resurrection of Christ. And so we have beautiful buildings. We have churches in cathedral. they might have 50 or 100 people max. Um, So what's the impact of Calvin? Zero today. Mm -hmm. There's been a complete degradation over these last 500 years. To the point where you just don't sense it. In fact, it's even worse. Calvin's a bad name. They think, they say that if Calvin had not come to Geneva, Geneva would be more beautiful than Florence because Calvin, you know, he reacted to the gaudy Catholic Church. He reacted with his Bible to the corruption of the Catholic Church. Uh, One of the main streets in Geneva was the street of the beautiful women, it was a prostitute lane and all the priests and, you know, everybody. It was a really crazy city. So he came and cleaned the place up. Today, he has a horrible reputation in Geneva. Uh, they, they just think he was a really bad guy. So we're trying through our Reformation to change that image, but it's really interesting. So we have a long way to go. There are a lot of commemorations. A lot of this is evangelicals coming in, the evangelicals coming in, but it's, it's really interesting to see the, the reputation, the negative reputation of John Calvin in Geneva. Hmm.
0: And how about for you guys as a church and your evangelism to the lost? Is there just complacency? Would you say, as most of Europe often we kind of hear that from our missionaries, that there's just a, a real complacency towards the things of Christ and to the Bible?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they don't believe in God and they're not even interested in God. I, you know, once I was talking to my best friend who was raised here, we were raised together, and I said, uh, I said, I want to tell you about eternal life. He says, I couldn't care less about eternal life, but I don't want to talk about it. So when that's your first sentence, you know how do you how do you get into the conversation? So sometimes it gets a little complicated. Mm-hmm. But having said that, there are plenty of seekers out there. People, you know, kind of like the Ethiopian unit, they are trying to figure it out. It's just not many, you know.
0: Sure, sure.
2: You don't know, tell about the danger. It's Just kind of so few people after so many years.
1: We we just went down to Ken uh, on Monday and mm-hmm. came back today to visit a, a young family down there. He's. Uh, They run a small hotel, and they have started a church in their hotel living room, and they have six people in their church. It's their family of four and his (laughs) in-laws. So uh, we went down there just to meet them and encourage them, and uh, it's a slow road
2: in France. And they set up a pulpit, and he preaches. was like he, he does church. Like and sometimes he can't he can't do it, so actually he downloads our videos and I'm the preacher on video sometimes in that church. So we went down to encourage them, try to see actually this is a prayer request. We're dreaming that maybe a missionary couple would go down and help them. I mean it's a it's a cool church, six people, it's right there two blocks from the beach in Cannes, Are you kidding? It's like the the, the Riviera. I mean that's okay, that's like please I'm feeling called sort of deal. You know? <laughs>
0: Well, we'll advertise here. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll get some interest.
2: We'll I'm help sorry, you out there, John.
0: <laughs> well, also in recent news, obviously France just had its election. I believe that culminated all on Sunday evening, and the new president was elected. So, tell us the impact of that, and specifically, does that in any way impact your ministry?
2: We don't have a clue. This was more complicated than Trump Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> It was really complicated. And, you know, Le Pen, I think in America she was portrayed as sort of a Republican. She's an extreme right. I mean, her father denies the Holocaust kind of thing. So it's an extreme right. And then uh, Macron is probably perceived as a complete leftist, but he's a centrist. So he's kind of in the middle line. So frankly, we don't have a clue what to do with this. You know, he's really purrier, more comfortable than some people are comfortable with. Um, but he, But one good thing we just learned tonight, he's going to change the work code. Uh, we learned tonight that the French work code, you know, to, to, to be able to hire and fire people, is how many pages? 3,600 yeah. pages. The Swiss work code is 60 pages. <laughs> so he wants to bring that work code down to liberalize hiring and firing like in America and Switzerland, but France is a very socialistic country, and they are going to really resist that. So, I think, like all presidents, I think you'll have some good things and some really bad things. So, ah, how it's going to impact us, we have no idea. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but it's, it's complicated.
0: Yeah, we, we didn't
1: even know how to vote, honestly. Uh, so, how about, <laughs> yeah.
0: how about in general? Do you guys feel any pressure from the government, or do you have pretty much enjoy freedom in your ministry and within your church?
2: Total freedom. Total freedom in Switzerland and in France. Um, I can't think of anything so far that's been a problem. I mean, you know, you you hear a case occasionally where, uh, you know, when you preach against homosexuality, they might get in trouble and might get sued, but we haven't really yet felt anything like that at all. So we have complete freedom, and that's really exciting. Okay. That's wonderful.
0: What a wonderful
1: privilege. I assure my husband that if he does get arrested for preaching against homosexuality or something, I'll come and visit
0: him in prison. Meg, we have always been encouraged by your submission and your support of your husband. I want you to know. (laughs) Well, I know that we're running short on time here, but there has been a lot of um, news of Muslim attacks recently in France, and I was just wondering what is the Muslim presence like in your area and how that also impacts your ministry? We,
1: we, uh, we don't have um, a very large population of Muslims in the Geneva area. Uh, we have some on our side of the border in France. Um, but uh, one encouraging thing is the young man in our church who is from an Algerian-Tunisian background. He became a believer a few years ago, and, and he's uh,
2: growing. and he's preaching our church now, so it's really, really cool about that. We have a unique group of Muslims every July and August. Geneva is one of the favorite play places for the Kuwaitis, the very wealthy Kuwaitis. And we have more luxurious hotel rooms in Geneva per capita, they say, than anywhere else in the world. It's a very small city, but per capita there's a lot of very luxurious hotels. And they come into town with all their wives and their Mercedes and Ferraris and money and all that. And they run out floors, entire hotels. In July and August, it's crazy, but it's all the super wealthy Emirates Arabs, and then they all take off in September. And then Geneva becomes sort of normal again.
0: Huh. <laughs> wow. So you just have yes. a few here and there, and by God's grace, some even who turn to Christ and have become a part of your church. Wonderful.
2: And we're praying out for his mother. Nabil's mother, his brother, may have come to Christ. Yes, yeah, she showed up at church about a month ago. And his mother is now you know where we're praying. So it's, it's really kind of exciting. We'd never seen a Muslim come to Christ until Nabil came to Christ. Wow,
0: praise the Lord. Very cool. Well, tell us, as we kind of come to a close here, tell us about any upcoming events or projects that you have coming up and things that we can pray for for your family as well as for your ministry.
2: Well, a couple of things. First of all, next week uh, we're going to Germany for the, for the big conference here, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the Reformation Conference. So I'll be speaking at that, so we're excited to see a lot of people there. And then we have a whole bunch of Reformation tours, so we'll be in Geneva for the next six weeks giving a lot of those tours in, in Geneva, including the TMAI and TMAI group and, um, and various groups. Uh, you can really pray for my book. Uh, it's going a lot slower than planned, but I've got a graphic artist in San Francisco working on it right now, and we're going to try and finalize all this. We'd like to get it out maybe by the fall. It'd be really cool. This walking guide of, uh, of uh, John Calvin's Geneva. That would be really exciting. And then we'd like to... Uh, we have a website, lab, and we'd like to really turn this into a ministry, we'd like to go to Geneva, go to the UN, go to some of the companies and say, you guys need to know about your Geneva, you know, why Why are the Swiss watches? Why are the Swiss watches the best watches in the world? Well, it all boils down to a preacher because of the Protestant work ethic, so we'd like to use this as a platform to help Genevans know why Switzerland is such one of the strongest economies in the world and why why Switzerland is the way it is, so we trace it right back to the Reformation, so that's Kind of uh, the immediate things. Then we are planning on going back to the states this summer. You want to talk about that? We're,
1: we're going to be spending a little bit of time in the states this summer to help our moms. John's mom is ninety-two, and my mom is ninety-three, and they're both in retirement homes. His mom's in Tulsa, and mine's in Tacoma, so we're going to go spend some time with our moms this summer.
2: So that's that. And then in the fall, we have a couple. Of, we have we do a, an Israel trip uh, every two years with our church, so we got that. And then um, we're we're trying – you can pray about this. I mean, I just turned 60, and uh, Meg is younger because she's always younger, actually. She's my my year, yeah. But but when you turn 60, it's like everything changes, you know, and and you start start thinking, ah, I mean, exit strategy, really. And so as a missionary, as missionaries, our job is to replace ourselves. So we're trying now – to figure out the next step of our lives you know we've been here 31 years what's next where do we go what do you do and this is a, this is missions is really complicated we, we, we send people out with you know a lot of let's go 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 but how do you figure out the going home or going back and where's home and where do you go and you know your, 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 your parents are old your kids are all around the world so what do you do it's really complicated so we don't have clues to what to do about the future. So, if you could pray about that, that'd be really helpful.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Oh, we're getting, I think, some encouragement from over here. I think they have some advice. Keep going, they said. Keep going. So, <laughs> press on for now.
2: <laughs> Costa Rica sounding pretty good, too. <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll pray about those options. <laughs> well, they do need Christ in Costa Rica. I Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> Well, John and Meg, before I pray for you, would it be possible for you to give us a little look around your apartment just so we can get a feel for what life is like there for you?
2: Okay, this is actually a home. A house. Here. Okay, so this is our dining room area back there. Well, this is dark here now, so you can't see too much.
0: It's coming in nice and clear, though. We have a great view.
2: Okay, so then I'll go over here and show you our living room area. That's where we were just sitting. See that okay?
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah.
2: So Meg's dad was in the furniture business and he gave us a lot of this furniture here her parents. So oh, no, it came
0: from,
1: from Don's
2: mom's Yeah, house yeah, so it's well. kinda of cool things. Then Meg will lead you into the kitchen area.
1: <laughs> this house is about forty years old, so uh, it's it, it's typical of the nineteen seventies construction.
0: Beautiful. And very yes. clean, I might add. We're very, very yes. impressed. <laughs> Sir, what did you say very what? Well. Very clean also, I might add. Oh yeah, big time.
2: It's here. The
1: scale of French houses is much smaller. You know, every time we go back to the States uh, and then we come back here, we kinda of feel like we're living in an old house. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Do you want to show me yeah. Okay, we did a really cool thing. They have a, here, I'll follow you, okay? And I'll, I'll talk to them while I follow. So, in France, they have these people called because they have these homes, and then they have got attics upstairs that are just black attics. And these guys come and they turn the attics into bedrooms. So we did this a few years ago. So we'll show you. So now we're in the bedrooms area. So now this was a wall, but we gonna now they built these stairs. So here we go. So Meg is leading up the stairs. Can
0: you see okay?
2: Yes, you
0: can. Okay, hold on just a second. Why? No. Why? No. Yes, don't fall. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay. Still okay with so it's a little you
2: blurry, but we're still with you. So now we're in an attic. <laughs> okay, we're in an attic, so you can see how it's slanted roof
0: there? Yes. What? Can you... What? Yes, wow, beautiful. You see, you see this or not?
2: Not really, but anyways. So, yeah, it? it? it's too dark. If you
0: want.
2: So I see, and it's, really, it's a slanted roof. Yes. You can see
0: that. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear, but so, there's lots of oohs and ahs on this side.
2: <laughs> well, it's been really neat. It's been a great home. So now we're going to go downstairs. I'm going to try not wipe out. Then we have, you know, we have our kids' bedroom, but now it's like a big house with no kids. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's right. (laughs) That's right. Well, thank you so much for the tour. It's a beautiful home, and it's fun to be able to have a good picture of of your guys' life there and where you guys' home base is.
2: (laughs) And if you're here, what's cool is when you look at our house around the hill and you look down onto Geneva, Switzerland. It's a
0: hardship post. (laughs) Wow.
2: (laughs) Very beautiful, very very beautiful. It
0: sounds amazing. Well, we're so thankful for the time you guys made tonight for us, and I would just love it if we could just pray for you as we close right now. Great,
1: thank thank you.
0: Heavenly Father, Lord, what a joy to talk with John and Meg, Lord, and see just the many evidences, Father, that it is no mistake that you have put them in exactly this place in Geneva, Switzerland, Lord, and ministering in France as well, God, and Lord, we're just so amazed at how, historically speaking, the events that you have caused to take place there and that that area, Lord, have specifically drawn people's attention to you, Lord, and no matter how much that they may choose to fight it or ignore it, Father, your will will be done and your glory will be known. And Father, we pray that you'd continue to use... John and Meg and their church specifically, Father, the ministries of their church, that you would use them as a bright light in that area, Father, that your word would go forth and that those who are called will respond in repentance and turn to you, Lord, that you would continue to build your church in Geneva and in France, Lord. Father, we're so grateful for the many other ministries, Lord, for the radio ministry. What a unique privilege, and obviously, again, your sovereign hand which has provided that. Father, may you use that mightily, that you would guard John's words, that you would lead him with all humility and wisdom as he preaches, both on the radio and in the pulpit, Father. We also pray for the chaplain ministry to the hockey team. Father, we know that you are planting the seeds and that whether or not, they even see the fruit in this lifetime father the seeds regardless have been planted and we pray that your word would not return void father we thank you so much for meg and her faithfulness over the years with the children in their home lord to john as well as to the various uh, ministries in their church lord and all the discipleship and now the opportunity for biblical counseling that she's able to study father for all the work with these ladies god we're so grateful for the testimony that john and meg have been lord as they live life and as they teach father your word god may you continue to bless them and father even as they transition into a later phase in life lord a young (laughs) a new young life lord and and feeling a bit older perhaps god we know that you have all that planned out as well and lord we ask that you would give them direction That you would give them comfort in this time, Father, to press on to the work that you would have them do, Father. And as they begin to think about the future, I ask that you would lead them, Father, faithfully, as you always have. And we pray for each of the children, Lord, for John William, for Kimberly, for James. God, we ask that you would guard them in their steps, that you would continue to make their paths straight, and that you would use them to delight and to love serving you, Father, in their own lives now. We thank you so much for this year of Mindset for Missions. Father, we are delighted father to be reminded of your wonderful work around the world father we are just grateful to rejoice in the testimonies of people sinners lord just like us coming to you from all around the globe father we thank you and we ask that you would continue to bless your work in christ's name amen thank you so much john and meg and we're going to give you a big fan farewell if you can see us all waving but thank you so much for the time that you have made for us tonight we love you guys, and we'll continue to be praying for you.
1: For all of your prayers over all the years, your birthday cards, and everything.
2: Thank you very much. I'm really blessed by all that you've done all these years. Thank you so much.
0: So it's a privilege. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.